keeps getting covered up. Think about it. Who would enroll it and murder you? Yeah, and, and you know what? Natalie, she's my old roommate's cousin. <laughs> and Brenda's a girl in that Noxima commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Look, does anybody here believe me? Not a chance. Right. No. I believe you. Thank you. But you didn't tell it right. I didn't. <laughs> Not at all. Okay, listen up, guys. Because this is how the story really goes. Good evening, Terry. I own a motel. That's a part of you. And you'd be welcome to spend the night in one of the empty rooms if you'd like. Oh, it burns! Oh, it burns! And I'm the devil! <laughs> and now live from the Cory Crematorium, it's another hell-bent episode of the <laughs> Necronomicast. Hi, everybody. My name's Brian. <coughs> this is Zip. This is Chris. This is Wayne. This is Doug. Sorry, I was I took a drink and it went badly. Douglas <laughs> <laughs> needs drink badly. badly. Soda. Well, thanks for thanks for tuning in, uh, Wayne. We've got a jam packed episode. We do. It's uh, this one is all about the urban legends. The urban legends. So we've done some homework to come up with uh, basically just. Well, different urban legends, I think uh, international, national, and local urban legends. And I kind of wanted just to talk about uh, urban legends in horror and what makes them, uh, uh, how they've influenced horror movies. Mm-hmm. So let's, uh, let's kick off some urban legends right now. Um, actually, I think everybody in, in different uh, towns has their own local urban legends. But uh, So who's got what? Did you find any cool urban legends around Omaha? I did. <laughs> Zip's just shaking his head. No, <laughs> fuck no, fuck no. Well, I've got a couple, but Wayne, please, yeah. by all means. Well, no, let's. Uh, well, what do you guys think, though? Uh, talk about urban legends as far as uh, how that relates to horror movies. Well, they lend themselves pretty well. I mean, though, if you watched Urban Legends, which a lot of us did, mm-hmm. that thing's jam packed uh, with every conceivable urban legend as a kill. But also, they. I listened to it, and I also watched some of it because the kids were running around on closed captioning and i caught urban legends that were just being discussed that weren't part of of murders yeah because there's like a sex tips radio call-in show that throws in several of them as well yeah there's the whole um the girl who swallowed too much semen (laughs) she's gonna have have her stomach pumped when they call into the the call-in love line show there's the girl that was stealing her roommate's birth control pills and replacing them with baby aspirin and I didn't the know these were all urban pregnant. legends. That's yeah. is all new to me. That just sounds like hazing at a college. <laughs> they even, they even in the in that movie was great. They threw in a couple of them, just like when they discovered that the killer is using urban legends, right? Mm-hmm. That they throw in. They're like, oh, what's he? What are they going to do next? Is it going to be the spider eggs and the bubble yum, or is it the right. celebrity with the gerbil oh. up his ass? Right, right. Oh, <laughs> Death yeah. by Richard Gere. They uh, <laughs> they also had that one, the the Red Hot Chili Peppers song. About uh, well, it's Ohio players, but they played an Ohio. Oh, love roller coaster, love roller coaster. The cover by the Chili Peppers of the Ohio players of the scream. Evidently, oh they, yeah, they murdered a girl in the studio while they were recording the show or their <laughs> song. You know, so they got. He said he they lifted it from a nine one one call. Is that where? The, That's what he the, the nerdy guy at the, sh- the party was saying. Yeah, yeah. Good urban legend. Yeah, there's there's well, real sex apparently on Appetite for Destruction. Sex sounds. And Rob well, the Queen. I, yeah, I'm, I'm sure Rob Zombie has that too. So this is kind of interesting how this went to, to music. So my, talk about urban legends. We can even go back to uh, in music, the cov- the inside cover or the cover of uh, Hotel California by the right. Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, all the uh, what's that? Stuff. What's that? See? Yeah, educate Alistair me. Crowley is supposed to be up there. Oh, uh, in I the, thought it was uh, Anton Lavey. Oh, maybe it was. I'm sorry, yeah. Anton Lavey. Right. Crowley is on the cover of um, uh, Lonely Hearts Club Band. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what it was. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh-huh. and then so yeah, so and all that again. What what is an urban legend? It's nothing. It's it, it's kind of like Facebook. So, I was, you know, <laughs> one thing that fake news. It's all fake news. I don't remember when I first heard the phrase "urban legend" itself. Mm-hmm. I know it was after I knew what an urban legend was. I just had never heard anybody use that 
that phrase before. And I don't think it was really until the 90s, uh, definitely before that movie came out. But at some point in there, I remember th- that phrase first. I kind of looked, tried to look it up, and there's different ideas of when that actual those two words were put together. Urban myth is used. Right. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, why does it have the word urban? Yeah, really. Mm-hmm. In the name. Because it right. not necessarily has to do with... Mostly I mean, it should be more like uh, contemporary mm-hmm. legends. Metropolitan? Well, well, I, modern, I think, modern. Modern. Now, yeah. I, but I, I think when you're talking, I think it's just become a generic term yes. for those stories. Yes. But, but typically, it was what you heard when you went from town to town. Mm. And uh, there's always, you know, Legend of Boggy Creek. And uh, mm-hmm. they've got, you know, all those kind of things. So each town had its own mythos as That's far right. as... Uh, she has scary stuff that they use to keep the kids in line because yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're all small towns and they get run over by tractors. Happens all the time. <laughs> and we talked about it uh, on our Halloween show, like the um, hypodermic needle in the candy or right, razor, razor blades. blades yeah, and the yeah, apple. I mean, those are huge urban legends that every town in America had at some point between the 50s and the 90s. Wasn't that something, the movie Trick or Treat? Oh, well, trick our treat or yeah, trick our treat right. because those were all like urban Halloween legends, right? That they just put really? into one, yeah. Because well, that's that's what you said with the um uh razor the blade, needle. yeah, the razor needle. blade and mm-hmm. the the candy yeah, one. Yeah. They had all that mm-hmm. in that movie. Yeah, there's and there's also the thing like don't blow out your the candle in the jack lantern before yep. midnight. Don't do this. Right. Don't, don't do that. Yeah. What is it? Well, there's something about you better give out candy. Yeah, if you don't, if like, if you don't give out candy, then the spirits of the evil kids right. would come to your door. Yeah, so even the mythology of Halloween wrapped itself into the the urban legend. Yeah, mm-hmm. around our around Sam when I was growing up, I think, uh, yeah, again, I didn't really know about urban legends as as the term, but we had oh a kid at we had big eucalyptus trees in Southern California, and you can find a uh, uh, the kids would always tell me if you ride your bike up this hill. <laughs> Where all the trees are, you can sometimes you can see this rope hanging in the tree where this kid killed himself, mm. and that uh, and that uh, sometimes you can actually see his body up there, or you can hear him uh, when you go through there. But the eucalyptus leaves are really long, and you know, of course, it's just, it's just whoosh, it's Did always it have scary. A name? I don't remember. It was so I didn't want to even mess with it. I was like, okay, I believe you. I'm gonna stay back here. <laughs> I'm not gonna mess with him. In Omaha, we had uh, the Hatchet House. Where was the Hatchet House? The Hatchet House was actually, it was first called the Portal. It was a, there was a small town out by Papillion, Millard, called Portal. But the, the, the town kind of dissolved because they couldn't figure out how to stop flooding. Oh. So people just moved to other, and it was, it was really small. It was like mostly farmland and everything. So there was this one-room schoolhouse. It was built in like 1890 in the town of Portal. And, uh, you know, it was kind of a part of the, Papillion State historical thing. It was like basically a one-room schoolhouse that they wanted to preserve. Never did anything with it. Put a fence around it because there wasn't funds to like refurbish it and whatnot. So then every kid thought, oh, it's, you know, A, it's haunted. Because the story was that there was a school teacher. She she slaughtered her entire class, decapitating them. Right. She placed their heads on the desks removed their hearts and threw them off the heartbeat bridge which was this crickety yes. old bridge that leads to the hatchet house yeah yeah it was this crickety old bridge so if you went over yeah. it at like 26.6 miles it was like dun, 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 dun. your wheels would make that sound over the rattly old boards um yeah of course there's no actual record of the event yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like right. 20 kids murdered the whole class oh, yeah right Head severed. Yeah. So, but in high school, we would go and and we would jump the fence and we would run and touch it. Now, somewhere, ah. and then, you know, and then run back. Somewhere along the line, there was a whole thing about, and I don't want to be disrespectful to people with that are albinos. I mean, Edgar w- <laughs> oh, Win- yeah. Winter is a fantastic musician. But there's a whole thing about uh, the albino farm the family of right. albinos, and if you went up near that hatchet house, they live nearby, and the albinos would get you. What See, is the with albinos, albinos in albinos, Omaha? I don't know, but they live in Humboldt Park. I got a whole thing yeah, on uh, thing Humboldt too. Park uh, albinos and, and and legends from that. So talking about the town of Portal, I found this online. Yeah. And this is uh, – I got a bunch of local uh, Omaha legends here. Um, so you, you reference that one. I'm going to read what it says here. The town of Portal, just south of Papillion, was once home to a quaint one-room schoolhouse on one side of the rather rickety wooden bridge. Mm. Known originally as Portal School, it would become known as the... Portal Hatchet. to Hell. That's right. The Hatchet <laughs> House. 
Legend has it that the school teacher went crazy one day decapitating all the students assigned, placing their heads in their desks. Well, that's pretty interesting. That was a tidbit you left off. No, I thought I said that. Oh, really? No, that was a tidbit I didn't listen to you about. <laughs> <laughs> he said Since, on the desks. I think that said in uh, the desks. I'll just go back and no, erase it so you sound On good their name. desks. Oh, yeah, thanks. Uh, and it's on the desks. So then she took all of their hearts mm-hmm. yeah, to the bridge, threw them in one by one into the water, heartbeat bridge, and blah, blah, blah. So have has anybody gone across the heartbeat bridge? Have you gone out there to hear uh, we did, we did in high school. Sorry, but we did in uh, high school. I'm not quite sure because a number of years ago, they, I don't know if it's still there because a number of years ago, they moved the schoolhouse. It's now like in downtown right. Papillion as a little makeshift museum now. But I don't know if Heartbeat oh. Bridge is. Is it that? No, that's like a little cabin that's in the middle of that park right there in Papillion. Oh, no. That might be it. Maybe, yeah. There's like a little, some kind of little cabin or house in that park there yeah. where they have papillion day so yeah yeah yeah. huh cool mm. i want to go out and record this bridge for my podcast i hope i i don't know i think they probably built some shit you probably rebuilt it so people who hear about it can't go over it it's probably a really bad bridge yeah, <laughs> right? making that noise is probably a really bad bridge no i don't think there's an early i think there's actually something wrong with this bridge you guys <laughs> yeah. it's the heartbeat of the children no no it's just right under here they're Couple do you remember the loose? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the first urban legend you heard? I mean, was it was it Bloody Mary for all of us, pretty much, or what? Uh, that was. Oh, do you, think? So wow. here's my thing. The first time I actually heard of an urban legend is because I found a book in the library back in like elementary school, and it was the scary stories to kill the to tell in the dark. The one with the oh, really yeah. good, creepy pictures, and then because all that section there was a whole bunch of urban legends, but I think mine was like the whole. Um, if you don't wash your face, then spiders will lay eggs in your face, and then it'll just pop out and go all over you. I think Mars. Yeah. Sweet God. <laughs> that, I think that was the first so one for tell me. Tell preteens that when they in these. Yeah, they'll look like these little pimples with white heads on them. That, then, well, that's exactly how the picture was drawn. Like there's this chick, and there's oh. a hole in her face, and then spiders are crawling all over it. Wow, monsters yep. inside me. I think <laughs> the, the first one I can re- recall is the the hook. Mm. Yeah, for the the lovers that hear on the radio that an escaped psycho mm-hmm. with a hook for a hand, and they hear scratching on the door, and they they jump in the car and t- or they jump in the driver's seat and take off, and when they get back home, he goes to let her out of the car, and there's the bloody hook hanging from the door. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, when does it become a story rather than urban legend? You know what I mean? Because these they kind of derive out of uh, campfire stories, sure. and there's a difference between having a campfire story. Mm-hmm. And so you probably heard relating. that in, uh, like meatballs or something. Right. It's probably the, where the, right. the, the movie that was in. Yes. Yeah. To answer your question, I think, I mean, they always have like an oral tradition, you know? Right. And so it's always like in the movie. No, now my cousin, he goes to school at this place and he said, oh, you know, right. it's, there's always, oh, there's yeah. always like once removed witness to this yeah. whole thing. My aunt said that when she was yeah. growing up, mm. cracked open her beehive and there was a <laughs> black widow living inside her hair. <laughs> The, the tarantula is living inside the cactus that they got from Mexico. You know, have you heard that one? No, that's one. awesome. Yeah. They went to the store, <laughs> bought a cactus for the house, watered it, and then it's like moving on itself. And no! Like, it bursts open and there was like filled with tarantulas. Uh, uh, that's, just that's, like on Land of the Lost. That's my dream tonight. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. Oh. I, let me tell my story because that is Please. totally a, my older brother's roommates or friends or... Is that all right? Sound good, guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you sound wonderful. All right. So um, in like 1993, uh, me and the skateboarders and stuff like that, um, you know, it's different today because today you can pay people to kidnap you, waterboard you, yeah. all sorts oh, of yeah. terrifying things you can legitimately do. But back then, the story was the 10-story haunted house that you had to sign a release form for. <laughs> and it was just over in Elkhorn, Blair, Council Bluffs. In these cities that didn't have ten story buildings. And if if there was one in Elkhorn, you could fucking see it from pretty much any place in Omaha. You could see it from here. I know. And I'm like, guys, there's it's not look over there. There's no fucking ten story building. And they were like, No, I swear to God, uh, my brother's friend got through a window there. Or or they had a fucking tiger and it was chained to the wall and, and it was crazy. And I'm like, This is not real. And and so what I did is one night I stayed up and I made and I found this, this oh, flyer. Found it. I found it. Okay, what is the flyer? This, this is a flyer that I made in 1993 for a haunted house 
that I called Final Scream. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. Which, you, you drew that? I, I, drew, that I drew that. We will put a picture of this up. Uh, yeah. um, today, if I was to name it and I have a better vocabulary, I would call it Death Rattle because that's yeah. what I was going at with this. Uh, it's, it, it says Final Scream. It's a guy screaming. And it says, Blair, Nebraska, 10 horrifying levels, 9 to 2 a.m. 2 a.m. was late to me at the time. Oh, my God. Uh, uh, and it says, head north on, on 75, turn left just after mile marker 112 towards Old Blair Landfill. Keep to the right. <laughs> <laughs> Adults only release form must be signed. Wow. Now, I researched this. I went up there to Blair to try to find the most fucked up, mm-hmm. scary type place <laughs> so that's, that someone could go to. And I got off this road, just where it was. It was right. It's kind of right across from the a nuclear plant there. <laughs> and I yes. start going up this hill, and I go to the right of this fork. I guess the the landfill's up there. I don't know why I knew that. And it it turns into like a minimal maintenance road, and there's a sign that says, you know, no maintenance. And I and I crest this hill and go down into just fucking mud. Oh and, no! Yeah, and I'm driving this little Nissan Stanza, and I'm all by myself, and I'm like, "Oh fuck, I'm getting stuck." <laughs> and uh, but I did get out, and I got back, and I put it on this flyer here, and I made a bunch of these things, and it's cool. So you can tell that that thing is a like a old Mac printer. Yeah, it's all <laughs> yeah, nothing smooth. And I made a bunch of these things, and I scattered them through the parking lots at Miller North and Miller South. No, you oh, didn't. Nice. Yeah, at night. Nice. On Sunday night, so that on Monday morning, the kids would find these things. And now, I hold on. When did you do this? 1993. Okay, what grade were you in? Man. Well, I was a freshman in college at the time. So why Miller North and South? Because For the, all our international listeners, I just want to... Well, those are the high schools near where I lived. Okay, okay. And I was like, those are the kids that on Friday... They're going out there <laughs> to get stuck in the mud. Yeah, yeah I, <laughs> I, I wonder. I hope, I hope that somebody's not listening to this going. Oh That's my god! That bitch is the one. He's the one. Well, you know, it's 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 quite possible. Now, here's here's the. Uh, it's quite possible <laughs> because I can tell you it's still that way. Because last Sunday, me and Megan retraced these steps because I found this flyer, and we went out there, and it was exactly as I remember. We crested this hill. And we saw a whole bunch of marks where everybody turned around um, uh, because it was going to get muddy. And then yep. I, we looked down the hill, and it just like maybe we one set of tire tracks just going down there. And someone who had a truck that you know had the balls to do it, mm. and you could tell they were like a foot deep in oh mud. And it's so the road is exactly the same now. Some and say you can still see the tire tracks of the teenagers <laughs> that were killed that night. The cars disappeared, but the, uh, so, but the, but the tracks are so, still there. So we don't know whatever happened. I don't know if any kids ever saw this, if they ever oh went, but that's something that I did. Now, April first is coming. April first is coming. It would oh, be great to. Megan do. wants to do this again. She wants a re like. She wants to uh, republish. <laughs> Oh, just okay. as it is. Just, just, as, yeah, it just is. as it is. <laughs> just as it is. We'll just copy this. And yeah, April 1st, man. I mean, that'd be great. But I mean, uh, but I guess it wouldn't work with the Haunted House theme. But man, Kids are be- stupid. This would still work. <laughs> oh, but we can invent our own. You want own. something to do anyway. Right. We can invent our own urban Halloween in spring. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, if you go there late at night. You know, Mystery Manor's open for, you know, for Mardi Gras and shit like that. But this beats that. Okay, here. This is, is there so, we can have this story. Like, there's the, there was the old haunted house. And back in the 50s, they didn't have, like, fire codes. And it burned down one night. But that's where it was located. Oh, yeah. Okay. So and if you go there late at night, especially maybe after a rain. So it would be muddy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe after a rain and you listen carefully, you can still hear the wail of the fire trucks and the screams and the crashing of the timber crackling. Be like, yes. a, be like a ghost ship. I like that. I See? Like that. A certain time. Yeah. Oh. So now we, we've reached so. into like creating our own urban legends. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Doug, yeah. you did. You, yes. You created your own urban legend. I am. I forgot about that story, but I love it. Oh, Let's remember this. I... Let's remember this point right here when we do our creepy pasta show because we just made like our own creepy pasta intro to it. Yeah, to a... yeah. And and, and it, listeners, uh, I have my own podcast, which is called Fizzle Like a Flood, and uh, I have recordings of our little adventure out there. Oh, I was hoping you guys. That, did yeah, that. I recorded it all with my Zoom, nice. so that'll what be in my podcast. What we need to do is get a tow truck and wait there. <laughs> Right, and so when people get stuck in the mud, we charge them a hundred bucks to tow them out. Yeah, can you rent a tow truck? Oh yeah, I have a friend that has one. What do they call that? Fuck. <laughs> we need a referral fee for that guy. Uh. Trust me, Jimbo. Just, just, just stay here tonight. You'll make some money. I promise you. 
Well, back yeah, in 19, no, 19, how about 2016? So last <laughs> year, it looked like, wow, yeah, the beginning of last year, Omaha Magazine came out with a uh, an article called Omaha's Urban Legends, and they do reference the White House Apartments. Oh, yeah. I've read that. Mm. Uh, these are real short. So in the imposing structure on 10th Street is widely reported to have been a military hospital during the past war. During a past war and now haunted by those who died there. I tried to take my ex-girlfriend there just to – I printed out something like that. And we draw on Halloween, go to all these different places, and she wouldn't stop crying the whole time. Really? And I'm like, this is no fun at all. <laughs> yeah, I hate this. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing is that – That didn't last that long. <laughs> there's a lot of – they have a lot of things. That, they're not really urban legends because – I mean, the Omaha tunnels and everything. They're, they're like spooky they're, places. Right, yeah. which is different, I think, than an urban legend. Like, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Hummel the Park. albinos at Hummel Park. Yeah, so yeah. Hummel Park has a lot of urban legends to it. The other one is the steps. Right. Right? Yep. Yeah. The steps, uh, the uncountable stairs. Uh, supposedly when you go down these stone stairs at this big park, um, and they're all old now, but uh, you know, you go down them, you can count them, and if you count them coming back up, they're, they're, it's not the same. Somehow they change. Uh, yeah, rumors of, of albino tribe living in the uh, in the forest of Hummel Park, and I was just telling a story about that. On the, I have one experience with that. I was telling Doug on with albinos. Yeah, both. I, well, I'm pretty sure they're albinos. I mean, I didn't see them at all. <laughs> if I was an albino, but my, I would in hang my out invisible up there all the time. Yeah, no, I was actually taking a leak by the sign in Hummel Park because I was scaring my. Uh, I was trying to scare my ex-wife. Uh, she wasn't my ex-wife at the time. We were just dating. Um, so yeah. I was so, trying to scare her. Oh, okay. But she was really afraid of the albinos in Hummel Park. And so I was like, okay, well, let's uh, uh, let's just go out there. I don't believe this is going to happen. So we, we went to uh, – I had to go pee, so I pulled over and I started to pee. It was real – probably like 1 in the morning, maybe midnight. And sure enough, man – Start to pee, and I hear all this rustling behind the sign, like like the Bigfoot rustling. Like there was people back there, not just yeah. a wolf or a raccoon. Not just a wolf. I was. <laughs> it was. It was a biped. It was. It was a very bipedal sounding. Uh, leaf crushing. So I ran. I I just said fuck. I, I zoom right back in the car. Didn't try and be macho. I was like, nope, fuck it, we're out of here, and we left. So, uh, so I do know, but yeah, I do know there's albinos there, and I'm sure there's proof there. positive waiting. Proof positive. Um, Definitely. Uh, what else? Oh, so Humble they Park was, albino. They sounded albino. The right? squishing of the leaves <laughs> is very albinish. These were albinos. Like to say. It's the albinish. <laughs> and, it, you know, they're, they're like, they look like Gollum, kind of. And between Gollum and the hills have eyes, basically. That's what I think mm. they, legend has it that they look like. Edgar Winter, once again. <laughs> no, they, no, they don't play guitar. And yeah. they don't have much hair. Oh, and that Hummel Park was supposedly there's there's Indian burial burial sites oh, sure. around the Hummel Park area that, and that there's rumor. What was it? I think they have this on a Reddit thing, but they said that the Boy Scouts had at one time found a skull of uh, oh, and it was the, white, and, uh, and uh, it was on. They used it on a totem pole of some sort. Uh-huh. Yeah. So now I can say personally that those those stairs, you know, that's bullshit because those stairs are so like so totally hobo that they're just so cracked up that you can't. First of all, most people are drunk to start with. (laughs) So and they're counting. And so it's like you can't when you cut and they're very long. So as you go down, you're going to come back up going, did I even count that as a step? Because there's so many broken levels. It's almost like a waterfall that doesn't have any water in it anymore. Is it the alcohol or could it be? Something malevolent. I think it's. I think it's, if, I think it's that you don't know how to count steps. <laughs> no, I Thank think you, that Sam. when you go something down. like that last step, you're like, is this is this, is this a, the first step or the? Did I count that as a step? Because that thing's so cracked and fucked up. Maybe I skipped it. <laughs> but then on the way back, you're like, that's thirty eight. You know. No, see, when you go down, then uh, up above, then they have albinos that have little secret areas down there mm-hmm. on the side stairs. They move the stairs. Like the labyrinth? They change them for oh, you. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the labyrinth. Sure. I think the electromagnetic frequencies are just messing with people. You know, it's altering your states of reality. Oh, it could yeah. be. It could True. be. If you have any urban legends in your town, you should send them to us. You should either post them on our Facebook page, which you can find. On Facebook, I don't know the the address right now. Um, Did did we leave it there? Is it still there? I think it's still there. And uh, yeah, you should you should send in some urban legends, uh, or be if you want to be real ballsy, go ahead and record yourself telling your urban legend 
uh, whether it's uh, something that you experienced or just a story that you've heard from your from a town that you visited or grew up in, mm. and and we'll play it as a bit uh, on on our show, and maybe we'll uh, share it as well on Facebook. So yeah, de- definitely emails on that. It'd be really cool if your if your story had maybe a really a tinge of reality to it, because we did watch mm-hmm. a documentary on uh, Cropsy. Cropsy, yeah, yeah, uh. that, that's on Netflix right now, and that was uh, you know there's a lot of. Uh, urban legend swirling around in there but it turned out i guess i mean it was a pretty awful story oh about that andre reed guy so. yeah that guy god that guy was the creepiest guy in that one photo where they're leading him out and he's just drooling on himself mm-hmm. remember that oh god yeah i mean so it, what was his story for the listeners yeah if you that? haven't seen it my gosh go see it it's on uh, netflix right now it's 2009 documentary it's it's about um cropsy it's a boogeyman kind of like figure from new york it's an Stat- urban staten island well, this says uh, New York City. Uh, I think it's that's it's part, of, the five that's part of New okay. York City. Well, we'll ask Scott Severin about all this. <laughs> Before segueing into the story no. of Andre Rand, he was a convicted uh, child kidnapper from Staten Island. So uh, Lived in the fucking woods. That's what was so spooky to me. The guy lived, just camped in the woods around Staten Island outside of these... Uh, it was a closed um, down like mental hospital. Yeah, closed mental hospital. Remember that Geraldo footage? Oh, oh fuck! It was terrifying. Oh God, yeah. Terrifying. Yeah, the the, the documentary is really hard to swallow. I mean, it's really it's really gruesome. Yeah. Um, really well put together. This neglected mental patients, mostly children. Yeah, and the, it seems like they just closed it down. It's like, well, just there you there, go. Just sitting in there in their own shit. Yeah, and oh. they closed it down. So this guy just kind of moved out of that, and then kind of lived in the tunnels and the woods, and kind of. <laughs> Yeah. Kind of stole like a like a hermit, just kind of stole stuff and kind of made his own little. That's what I do. Yeah, yeah. Make your own little. He was like Crazy Ralph, except for actually, you know, like dangerous. <laughs> actually <laughs> crazy. Like, you're doomed. Really? You? you really are. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so by all means, that's a, a a great true crime dark show mm-hmm. uh, documentary that's based uh, swirling around a. Urban Legend of New York, yeah. Staten Island, the boroughs. Should we go back to the movie Urban Legend and talk about what we what we want to about that? Jared or? Leto. Yeah, there's wow. a lot of. Um, I actually made some notes about the the cast. There's some interesting. Oh yeah. Things about them. Jared Leto's in it, and we all know who that is. Uh, Alicia <laughs> yeah. Witt. I like how you say Leto. Alicia Witt Leto. was the female lead, and I found out that the first movie she was in was she was. Uh, Alia Trades in the in the Dune. Yeah, she was a little mm-hmm. creeper girl with the. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, uh, the, but she's yeah. been. She's also in the new and the original Twin Peaks. Oh yeah. Robert England made an appearance. Oh yeah. Yeah, Robert yep. England is the professor. Favorite of the show, darling of the show, Daniel Harris. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that was in stereo. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, and uh, the dean, I almost fell out of my chair. The yeah. dean, the dean of the college, Dean Adams, uh, is played by John Neville, and he was in the Adventures of Baron Munchausen. But he was also the well manicured man on X Files. Yeah, oh. if you remember that character. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys know uh, Chucky from Child's Play, of course. Well, the guy that was kind of the the uh, stuttering. Gas station attendant. Uh, That's yeah, the guy yeah. that does the voice of Chucky. Oh, no kidding. Really? He's yeah. in so much. He's in so much. I, I follow him on a lot of things. Hey, hey <laughs> uh, spoiler alert. Listeners, start watching some Child's Play movies. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> okay, so back to the movie. Uh, and Rebecca Gayhart, who's most famous for being the Noxima girl. And they yeah. mentioned uh, that in the movie. And they mentioned it in the movie at, at the end. Uh, really? she's She plays the character Brenda Bates, which I... Yeah, should have tipped off just by her last name. <laughs> did you guys like the movie? Uh, yeah, no, I did. It wasn't great. <laughs> well, <laughs> you know, uh, here's what it was. Here's Doug. I've, I've I researched this extensively, and I wrote it really big in my book. What this movie is is the collective soul of horror movies. Oh, the band Collective Soul. Okay, <laughs> does that help you guys? Position? <laughs> wow, you know yeah. exactly how I felt. Like yeah. it was not offensive to me in any way. Mm-hmm. What about the dog in the microwave? Oh, that was that was that was probably the hit single. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that was a shine down or whatever. But but uh, but I man, it was all right. Yeah, I, <laughs> I like didn't it. I didn't hate it or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> it was kind of boring. It wasn't super. I mean, it wasn't. It was all right. The, the the killer's outfit was like the lamest I've ever seen. It was like Kenny from South Park. Yeah, as a yeah. and then like there's like four different people that have the same parka. 
you know, because the they movie. keep trying to trick right. you. Yeah, and like he's got it, the exact same coat. She's got the same coat. Yeah, uh, because it's cold and there was a sale of pennies. You know, yeah, they yeah, all have the same yeah. coat. Yeah. The, the, Christina, what do you think? Yeah. Okay. She's gonna have a she's little got, bit different view. Yeah, because yeah, okay, when was it. this? Well, when when did this movie come out again? Ninety eight, I believe. Mm. I think I ended up watching it in. 2000 or 2001 so i was in middle school you <laughs> loved it i loved it well okay starters off joshua jackson uh, or whatever his name is right uh, or, no or jared no it was i honestly what kind of got me in was the dog in the microwave <laughs> <See>? <laughs> well no okay so I, I started watching chucky that was the first thing that got me hooked on horror so i uh-huh. repeatedly started watching all of these movies and when that one came out i found it very interesting because i thought it was like Urban legends were like based off of real things. Oh, so, so that's you, what really got me. Into you thought it. it was true, like a true crime. Yeah, like if it was, was something like, called true crime. Yeah, I was like, this actually happened. So I would go and I'd try to find books movie. and whatnot, and then found out no, it's no. not. But it's still okay. It's cool. I I enjoyed it from what I can remember from it. I mean, I thought it was a good movie for the time, but it, then it, again, it was. I was like, it was young. <laughs> It was like Scream Light, <laughs> yes. kind of. But see, and I didn't really like Scream. Oh, yeah, well, I, I like more of the horror and gore. Not like the, oh, he's chasing me. It reminded me a lot of, like <laughs> like you said, Doug, Screamlight, and also kind of like along the same what lines. You of, saw what I did last summer or whatever it was? I was just going to say that. I was yeah. going to bring that up. That, is, is that considered a, like an urban legend yeah, that, type movie that? as well? Because I would think so. It oh. seemed urban legendy. the guy. Um, the guy and like right. how they, he was killing them. Oh, they hit him with a car, and then they left him, and then he hunt. How, he like and he came back, right. and he know, yeah, like a, someone knows your secret that you're trying I, to yeah. keep secret. That it's possible. I would mm-hmm. think that that was inspired by urban legend. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So well, I was gonna say I don't think it was the worst slasher I've ever seen. No, 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 no. no. I, I thought it was funny at the end how she had prepared. Uh, they tied it in and made a little joke. She's like, I have visual aids because they're students, but she has a fucking film strip or slides and shit yep. yeah. to, to do the whole, you know, right. explaining why she's getting revenge. I'm like, good God, that's pretty <laughs> it is kind of funny. elaborate. It's kind of quaint <laughs> nowadays in 2017 to watch Daniel Harris sign on to like AOL or oh, whatever when yeah. she's going. Oh, any, right. go- any hot goth guys out there looking to hook up? <laughs> I'll watch oh her fingers God. log on to whatever she wants. She, <laughs> on he this, was, he and was I do chatting from inside the dorm room. <laughs> On this log is what you meant yeah. to say. There you log go. it on, Daniel. Is Daniel. How old was she in that movie? Uh, does it matter? Enough. College age. Well, like, no, no, no. I'm wondering, I wonder if this is the same woman who married Jensen Ackles. No, she didn't marry anybody. <laughs> yet. Not yet. <laughs> because I am single. Because uh-huh. I am single. And I have permission. <laughs> She's so, on the list. No. Yeah, so me and Doug are going to go to Utah. and uh, <laughs> sure. We're going to grab, we're going to get in our white van. <laughs> Make sure you spray paint free candy on the side. Real I have a list. In. I have a list of all the urban legends that are in the movie Urban Legend. Oh my oh, goodness! Wow. You should do a you should you should do a crypt notes for that yeah. at the end and just run right through them run all. Run right through them. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Or you could do it right now and edit it in later. Whatever you want, Brian. Well. <laughs> Well, I guess we're going to have to edit this anyway. We're going to have to go do we're, okay. I, I guess I'll figure that out, won't I? <laughs> yeah. I, can tell you, I can tell you one thing Screech. from what I can remember from the movie. There's one urban legend that wasn't it that I kind of wish was. And it was the Japanese urban legend of uh, a samurai came home from war and found out his wife was cheating and slit her mouth from ear to ear. Oh, yeah. And then she would wander the streets. And if you really like mm. looked at her in eye contact, she would take off her mask and say, am I pretty? Oh, and then she'd murder spooky. you the same oh, way. Ooh. That's like that. See, that gives me goosebumps. That's like the Bloody Mary, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we should all go into the bathroom and do Bloody Mary after this. Sh- I've done show. that. It was scary. I'm not going to do it. Why have <laughs> you done that? I've done that multiple times. No, there's, don't like, do that. Like, there's different versions of it. So what? I want to see what was going to happen. <laughs> You're telling this to your father here. I want you to live. <laughs> I want you to live. We can take turns saying Bloody Mary or Candyman. Mm-hmm. Ooh, either one's here. good. Hey, if Tony Todd wants to pop on up, hey, how you doing? He's like, hey, guys, <laughs> hey. how's it going? <laughs> right. Release the crappy or bees. What? Did you want to touch what on Candyman for a second? Uh, I mean, that's if, pretty are we, done, are, are we done with our urban yeah. legend stuff? Yeah, yeah sure. What that's about doing? all I got on that movie, I think. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I, I think that wrapped it up pretty much. Uh, yeah. Again, yeah. let us know if you've got an urban legend. I watched, I watched Candyman after Urban Legend. I actually didn't expect Candyman to be all that good. I didn't think it would age that well from when I remembered. And it kicked Urban uh, Urban Legend's ass, in my opinion. I thought mm-hmm. that was really good, actually. Oh, for sure. I, I, did, 
I'm sorry. Oh, I don't. I didn't realize that. Um, who's the main actress? What's her name again? Virginia Madsen, I believe. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I, realize that she was the lead. You know, I she's a great actress. She was, I thought that was you know? uh, uh, Jillian Anderson. Yeah. Oh, from, from uh, X Files. Uh, X Files at first. Uh, looks like her a little bit. Huh? Yeah. And so there is a lot of stuff online that you, if you type in Jillian Anderson, looks like. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, oh really? Virginia Madsen. Yeah. Yeah. That. Um, it's I true. <laughs> like That's all the all those all those girls in the '90s that look like Renee Zellweger and Jewel and That's right. and, Jennifer Aniston and, and uh, <laughs> the chick from Chasing Amy. Anyway, we've we've sidetracked here. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, uh, I don't know. Can I say one thing? Would you consider X Files to have some urban legend qualities in it? Speaking of. Again, I think it was inspired that a lot. Urban legends, I think, just generally inspire a lot mm-hmm. of things like that, especially movies. But yeah, I think a, a series like X Files uh, was definitely inspired by yeah urban legends. Cause I'm just thinking back on some of the episodes. I'm like, I know it's supposed to be about aliens and all this stuff, but it it does seem like I've heard those stories before. Or you remember like that? What is it? The Night Stalker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, that was a, that's a '70s gem that I used to love. <laughs> I used to love that series. So Candyman, uh, yeah. what were you, you have uh, no I, more notes? Oh, well, I, yeah, I got, well, you know, I watched that show and then, and then of course I go straight to YouTube and start watching like videos about Cabrini Green, which is the real scary stuff. Which yeah, is that's the, the housing project. That's the housing right? project yeah. that they filmed a lot of it at, oh. um, which it surprised me that they were able to do that because that place was seriously hell on earth. It seems like in, um, around the time they filmed the movie actually. I mean, that place is just owned by gangs. Yeah, and now the story was written by Clive Barker, who, you know, wrote yes. and set it in England. And Oh, it was set it, in England, the original? Mm-hmm. The original, yeah. And then okay. they, for a lot of reasons, they decided to make it urban. They wanted Eddie Murphy to play the, the lead. Oh, God, why? Uh, because he was, the like, the biggest movie star well, true, of the time. Well, he was more comedy. Well, yeah, but see, he wanted to, yeah. I mean, he also oh, wanted he to wanted do to musicals. Expand. He wanted to, you know, he wanted to. He's go. like a haunted mansion at the best, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't have worked. Right, right. So, yeah, but he was too work. expensive because I mean he's Certainly. coming off Beverly Hills Cop and all that jazz, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. So, um, uh, so they decided to set it at a, a creepy American place, mm-hmm. and yeah, that oh, they you know, nailed it. They nailed it. That those place projects were. And I thought some of the stuff. I'm like, I wonder if that. You know, some of those they did. I'm sure switch to sets when they were interiors. And I'm like. Man, there is so much fucking graffiti. This is probably overdone. But I was watching those, you know, things on YouTube about the actual Caverny Green, and it was dead on. I mean, there was not any place that wasn't painted, and uh, and the the elevators at Cabrini Green were apparently one of the like they said it was the the least safe form of ma- you know mass transit, you know, in several states or something like that. Why? Well, because you just get. Oh, well, they, they showed them what elevators, or you just get killed in there. Uh, both. They well, uh. the, the place they stopped maintaining the place. They just. They didn't have a role of who lived there anymore. Um, yeah, so they, they were showing the elevators, and then the door just, you know, creaks open. And then the guy's saying, yeah, man, they, they used to hide up here, and the woman will get in here. And then, yeah, and the wrong guy gets in. He, then they'll come, he, he yeah. has got nowhere to go. It's fish in a barrel. Yeah, you're trapped yeah. In, in the barrel, exactly. And, uh, yeah, it's spooky stuff. And so this is set at that place and filmed some of it on location there. And that that's scary enough right there. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other thing I have is that I, you can tell that they do have some interior sets because they, she does a lot of time uh, pulling out the mirror so that the, the two two apartments will be connected by two medicine cabinets that are put right up to each other back to back where there really isn't a wall there. She's mm-hmm. figured this out. Uh, and so she'll pull that off and then climb through the hole. And, and you know, there'll be a, a cut in the in the movie where – like it's regular normal size at first, and she's looking through it, and then all of a sudden she somehow kind of walks through it, yeah. you yeah. know. So, and the camera can follow through, sure. Sure. Yeah. and it's done really well. But you're like, yeah, it's definitely a different hole. Yeah, that was something I noticed. Location. Yeah, but um, that's all I got for notes. I re- I really thought it was pretty good, actually. A lot of gore, a lot of blood. Yeah, More that hold. I think it holds up well. Yeah, it, it, it totally did. Yeah, I was surprised. Well, very good. I Urban recommend legends. it. Urban legends. Mm. Candyman. Is that all we got for the Urban so. Legends? We good, folks? Hmm. Because I think it's about time for Doug to pack up his lunch yeah. and his book bag. Oh. <laughs> and it's time for Doug to go to school. Hey, everybody. It's time to take Doug to school. 
Now please take your seats. So, for school this time, I decided to watch Puppet Master at yes. Lori's urging, mostly. Mm-hmm. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it 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 just kind of it didn't age super great, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, but I liked it. I thought the skeleton puppet was particularly scary. Oh yeah. And I liked the idea of all these. It was kind of like uh you know it is you know in the movie it there's a reunion of these people that knew each other from their some past but the, that's because they were young together this is a, a group of people that know each other because they all have the same talents you know they're different kinds of psychics I thought that was kind of cool right um i i can't remember or like this is a couple weeks ago and i can't read a lot of my notes so it's a little rough i i have here poor <laughs> Poor man's Dwight Yoakam, which yeah. is what I think I always think of with that actor, the main actor. I have that down, and I and I have like, are they ever gonna bury this dead guy? The the, the dead guy, which is I think he's just there in the mm-hmm. coffin for a long time. It seems like like how is he not smelly? Did they already yeah him? Like what happened? Well, if he's in the he coffin. And he's not. You know, he's embalmed, but but it's like. Man, like it's like, is there ever gonna be a funeral for Neil? That's, that's what I got here. Poor Neil. <laughs> yeah, it's like James Brown when he died. They got him. You know, they had him like not buried for like months. Oh God! Did they? Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I digress. Oh, <laughs> I loved him. Let's see here. I, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I didn't get the very end where the stuffed dog that the one lady was carrying around the whole time. All of a sudden, she sets it down and it comes to life. I don't know if that was just kind of to make you go, "Ooh, that's that's a neat ending." I never understood uh, that either. You, you, actually. Yeah, yeah, the little stuffed dog uh, that the kind of weird look that up. Maybe. The weird witch okay. kind of the the more the woman mm-hmm. that was kind of a witch in a way too. Mm-hmm. It seemed like she was doing potions and stuff. Po- maybe spells. it's like showing that she did have some sort of power to do some, something to make the puppets come along. <laughs> yeah. It finally worked. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I liked it. I would recommend it, you know, especially if you're looking for something good in the in the genre like say, 80s horror. Right. And I, I mean, I'm happy to have seen it. It's, it's got a good combination of uh, stop motion mm-hmm. animation effects as well as mm-hmm. didn't they have physical effects in that. Too? Did you watch that? Zip? They have a uh, physical effects where they'll have, you know, like his head. Would, he's got one puppet that's really got a tiny little head and like a big a old strong body. And then you got uh-huh. the drill head. Yeah. And, uh, and there was that that couple that like just wanted to have sex the whole time, and that and it seemed Classic like eighties, like it, oh yeah. <laughs> but it seemed like it was tied to their their gift. Like they, it seemed like they did that as part of their ritual to do whatever psychic thing mm-hmm. they had going on there. What was you know? one of your favorite like puppet deaths? If I could read this, I'd tell you. <laughs> um, well, there was one. I know that the. That lady, I think it was the the the, the witchy woman kind of. She, I think she got beheaded, or and she was like under the covers, like her head was right there. He pulled the covers up or something. That was kind of freaky. But to be honest, it was long ago enough. I can't remember <laughs> a lot yeah. of the, the the deaths. I think the one that really stood out for me was the the female doll, and that she would just like puke up the slugs oh, or fuck. like the leeches that's what one of these says yes. yes it's about leeches and yeah oh yeah totally because you don't know what was going on with her and then all of a sudden they're in the elevator oh, that they was pin the, the dude down because it was like at the end yeah. and then she's just throwing up these leeches and i'm like oh oh yeah I, it says puppet leech ew so that did make an impression on me. i was like that's gross <laughs> Yeah, but good flick. Thanks for recommending recommending it. Um, do we have any ideas of another uh, one for me for next time? I love learning. I love it. Now we're gonna have this show um, coming up sometime this year. Um, how we program it about Stephen King? Should we start like? Uh, is there any Stephen King films that you haven't seen? Oh, tons! I'm sure. So um, excited about the new it. Oh, oh yeah, because we're gonna have to talk about that. There's lots that I haven't seen. Um, I mean, okay, have you seen Cujo? Yes. Okay. Have you seen mm-hmm. Maximum Overdrive? Oh, oh my god! I just recently saw that. Yeah, <laughs> that That's... is the most ridiculous movie, and it yeah. wasted my time. <laughs> oh, but it's all—it's good enough. It's Lawn so bad. Lawnmower it's kind of good. Never seen that. Thinner. Thinner. I have seen. Started to watch it again, thinking I hadn't seen it, and was like, "Oh, I've seen this, and don't need to finish." There's a new one that's on. Um... The Mist. Oh, oh that's pretty mist. good. That's a good one. I saw that in the theater. This wouldn't be taking to school because it's a new movie. So it's yeah. got to be an older one. I was yeah. going to say there's one called The Good Husband. Mm. Oh, that's, yes. That's new. Yeah, she that's, finds that's out that her husband's serious. a serial killer. It's mm-hmm. kind of it's kind of based on the BTK kind of thing. Oh, fuck. Now, did you watch mm. the TV show The Shining? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen. A lot of people don't even know about I that. I remember yeah. like an 80s movie. I, that, I remember it was like a, a uh, miniseries. Miniseries. Yeah, it was yeah. a miniseries. But a lot of people just think oh, like, that the from movie. From the guy with wings. I like him. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was a good one. Yep. Yeah, I meant to say Good Marriage. Um, oh, Good Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> creep Show. Creep Show 2. The Dead Zone. See both those. I've never seen The, the Dead d- Zone with Christopher Walken. No, I've never seen that. Is that good? Oh yeah, that's great. Yeah. Oh, Christopher oh. Walken. How can you not like it? Yeah, let's do, let's do let's do that Dead coming zone. up. Okay. When you got time for the for Doug going to school, so we yeah. can start chopping away at some of these Stephen King movies. But the Dead Zone's fantastic. Okay, cool. Holy there, cow. Every time you talk about this, and you know, you have to go and get the movie and whatnot. But uh, every time we we take Doug to school, we talk about the next day or the next week. That movie is on cable. <laughs> no shit. Yeah, it's just crazy. It's like. Huh. It's just on for some reason. We talked about Phantasm. It's not on for me because I never see it. I know, but it's just weird that it... <laughs> I have to pay to see these movies. Yeah. <laughs> it's on cable the well, next day. Phantasm, that was on. Yeah. I, when we yeah. were talking about that, like... We interrupt this podcast to bring you this transmission from The Night Watcher. Greetings, Necronomicast listeners, and welcome to a moonlit movie review from The Night Watcher. My name's Josh, and I'm here to dig up an underappreciated gem from scary years past. Tonight, I'm talking about 1994's Brain Scan, starring halfway through peak career Edward Furlong as teen with an attitude Michael, and in a supporting role, horror icon Frank Langella plays a homicide detective who just keeps crossing paths with the main character. Brainscan opens with an eerie score and Michael suffering from a terrible nightmare. In the dream, a younger and badly injured Michael drags himself across rain-slicked pavement. He makes it over to his mother, but she's unresponsive amidst the broken glass. Michael bursts awake, and the camera shot widens to reveal his bedroom walls covered by a mix of horror movie posters and photos of his dead mom. Soon we're introduced to Michael's best bud Kyle, who points out a curious ad in the back of Fangoria magazine. A new horror game called Brainscan promises to be the ultimate experience in interactive terror. Although skeptical, Michael dials the listed number and receives a copy of the game by mail the following day. Competing for his attention, Michael spies Kimberly, the girl next door played by Amy Hargraves, throwing a big no-parents-home-style high school party. Michael briefly considers going over, but the allure of Brainscan is too strong. Michael learns the game is a series of missions that will allow him to see through a killer's eyes while controlling the action from the comfort of home. Players experience everything through hypnotic flashing lights the game intro calls Mind Program Entry. Michael dives into the first chapter and his eyes go all requiem for a dream. There's no tutorial in this game, but the trickster, played by stage actor T. Ryder Smith, is there to helpfully prod Michael along. Having completed his murder mission, Michael snaps back to his computer chair, covered in sweat, hungry for some cold milk and fried chicken. Michael is thrilled with the experience until the next day when he sees a crime scene on the local news that looks awfully familiar. That's all I want to say about the narrative so that I won't spoil any first-time viewers' enjoyment, but I think it is safe to share some further bits out of context since the movie's been on the shelf for more than 20 years. The soundtrack is definitely worth note and includes songs from Mudhoney, Primus, Butthole Surfers, and White Zombie. If you count all the bands on various posters in Michael's room, you can see Brainscan really flies the flag for this genre of music. Honestly, Michael's entire bedroom is a pleasure to behold. There's a noose hanging in the middle of the room, rubber bats in the windows, faux gothic tombstone, monster masks and demonic art all around, CD towers galore, and some fancy bubble lamp thing you just know was sold by Spencer's in the mall. And I can't neglect to mention Michael's at the time super enviable but now laughably clunky computer system that apparently runs a primitive form of Siri. I first saw Brainscan shortly after it was released, and at the time I was a big fan of Edward Furlong. In the mid-90s, how could you not be? Following his roles in Terminator 2, Pet Cemetery 2, and a part in Aerosmith's Living on the Edge music video, Furlong was a hot property. However, Brainscan was met with less than stellar reviews upon release, and was eventually squashed in the box office by the year's big names in horror, including Interview with the Vampire and Wes Craven's New Nightmare. While Brainscan barely made ripples by year's end, it did manage to hold the top-grossing horror movie spot for seven months following its April release. 
this is probably the right time to mention the gore factor in BrainScan and that it's relatively low. Fans of hardcore horror may balk at the somewhat tame visuals. There's no torture porn and most of the extreme violence is done in the dark or slightly off camera. Take that as you may, positive or negative. Some audience members will find one bit of brain scan particularly sketchy, and that's a scene involving boobs, a video camera, and teenage characters. I'm quite sure the rationale for this scene was to establish the recording equipment for later use in the movie, but I do believe this could have been accomplished another way. I think if you lived through this era and are predisposed to enjoying the 90s vibe, you'll at least like BrainScan for its retro appeal. It's a fun ride that suffers from a few flaws, but warts and all, BrainScan has earned a place in my horror library and I recommend you give it a spot too. So go on, listeners. Dial BrainScan tonight and enjoy the fear. So you like to watch scary movies on Hulu or Netflix? Well, now it's time for... Stream in the dark. Okay, so I was watching, uh, I was flipping around, and I'm a big fan of Drew Barrymore. Love her. I think she's an absolute doll. Mm. So she's in this new TV show called, you want to say it? Go ahead. It's a Santa Santa Clarita diet. Bingo. So, so good. And it, and this is so funny because we just had a show not too long ago where we talked about, well, uh, we just talked about um, horror comedies. A couple mm-hmm. episodes back, it was The Crow Flies. And so we were uh, talking about horror comedies and shows and movies and everything. Well, this would have been perfect on that show. So I'll talk about it just for a little bit because I'm not done with the season yet. It's a 10-episode season on Netflix. Each show, I think it's a half hour. Mm-hmm. My wife and I have been binging a couple of them. So for some reason, Drew Barrymore becomes a zombie, but not like a walking dead. She needs to eat, as she finds out through the course of events, human flesh as fresh as possible. Although she does make some slushies and some smoothies out of some. (laughs) (laughs) But she needs to consume human flesh to not be like, what would you say? Like, she's almost like bitchy. You know what I mean? She's like, she gets real irritated. I gotta eat. I gotta eat. What is it? Because the kid in there is saying that it's her her instincts. Mm. Her like new instincts take over. Mm -hmm. So she has to eat the flesh and pretty much new to be able to do it. Because if not, she'll start. Yeah. Now, have you been watching it? I binged it an entire day. Okay, so you don't spoil <laughs> I it. Know, I know, I So I, I really enjoyed it because I think she's she's sweet. And it's almost like, did you ever watch Desperate Housewives? Mm-mm. Okay, it's a lot like Desperate Housewives. And the mean cop next door, the one that's always like invading their privacy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what happens to him, but he's still in it five episodes in. He was in Desperate Housewives. So it's like he's almost... Oh, shit. Yeah, he's almost like being Carlos from Desperate Housewives again. Uh, oh. But the gore is fantastic. I haven't mm-hmm. seen the disposable body be that fucked up since Breaking Bad, if you know what I'm talking about, the first episode. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I never actually finished Breaking Bad, so. Okay, well. Helpful. But yeah, I've seen the first episode, so yes. Okay, okay. So I haven't seen a disposal of a body that oh. that go that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm intrigued. <laughs> since, yep. since, since the bathtub incident on Breaking Bad, and that's all I'll say about that. But it's it's funny as hell. I think it it's is. great. When I like, oh, I can't remember his name, the husband. William, is it Force? Not Forsyth. What's who is it? Gosh, it's, yeah, he was in the Crazies. You know, he played the sheriff yes. in the Crazies. Yeah, yeah. I think he's fantastic. I love him as an actor, mm-hmm. and he's for me seeing him in this role is different. He's hilarious. Just he's how the, he takes it as a husband, like, um, okay, my wife's a zombie. Cool. He's the doting husband. He's like, <laughs> yes. well, I guess I'm gonna have to go find somebody to eat, honey. Get but be- but beforehand, he's like going to the organic market because it's in you yes. know Southern California. So he's like going to all these. Well, how about this? Is this produce fresh for you? Just, yep. <laughs> it's good. It's yeah. a fantastic she's so Netflix series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm glad to see her back because it's been a while since she's been in anything. Well, you know, she kind of went through divorce and a little depression. She's kids. A little yeah, depression. Cool. So <laughs> she's making a comeback, though. She looks great. She's she's funny as hell. I love her. I, so, blame, I blame Tom Green. Yes. Yeah, right. She's like oh three husbands God. removed from Tom but Green. But it will right? always be Tom Green. I still fault. blame Tom Green. Yeah. yeah, well, I still... Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so Santa Clarita Diet on Netflix yep. is my recommendation for Stream in the Dark. I had a Stream in the Dark. Uh, I actually finished Erotic Vampires from Beverly Hills. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute, say that again. What, what was it? Erotic Vampires from Beverly All Hills. Right. Yeah, it's a Skinamax mm. one. So before I said, I watched tr- fifteen minutes at a time. It was pretty much yeah, like episodic. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to, if that long, it just comes on every every like other night yeah. or whatever. Anyways. You uh, so the first time I was trying to watch it, there was just no vampires. It was just 
lame. Okay. Um, and were they erotic? I, I did, they were very erotic, yeah. <laughs> so I watched it, and yes, there were. I just wanted to report that there were vampires in it. In fact, the, the, the second the main dude's uh, name was Alucard. It was awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> it had everyone in there. Every single <laughs> cliche was awesome. Oh, but they, uh, but yeah, at the end they did have um, fangs. There's, I saw fangs. They supposedly bit, and I know what happened when they bought, bit bite. them if they killed them or not. They just were having sex a lot. So I, a different form of vampire were, penetration. That's right. There was, <laughs> there was stakes being put. Good bad, good yeah. biting and bad biting. They were pounding those stakes. You were pounding oh the stakes in the vampires. <laughs> so yeah, erotic vampires from Beverly Hills. Uh, catch it on Cinemax at about twelve thirty at night. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say about one in the morning. Right on. Oh uh, boy, I know. So you had your headset off, right, Chrissy? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> what, Dad? Yeah. What? We should probably point out that, that yeah. poor Lori, poor Lori is sick. Oh, Lori. Week, so, she, so we miss her, but we have Christina here, who's a contributor on the show, but she's filled in for Lori tonight, doing awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. We'll have her on a bunch. Mm-hmm. Yep. And she just happens to be my daughter, so. That too. I and guess. then, but you're also doing, um, we're, we wanted, to, we had some, uh, plans to do Necronomcast TV. You were going to do mm-hmm. some, uh, gamer stuff on that where you're going to be doing you're going to be watching what do you call it when you do that when you're watching somebody play a video game it, it's, besides boring <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah. no it's it's technically called a let's play so i'll be playing the game streaming it and recording it depending which one i want to do at the time and then people just watch it and they learn and they uh, so it's going to be a regular feature on the show yeah let's hope yeah Make sure get I can to get work, it. kid. I know, I'm like, make sure I can get in the game. <laughs> get to work, kid. Yep. Because that's what I'm we working were... <laughs> on it. I'm working on it. And you're going to be, it's primarily going to be horror yes. video games. Horror video games. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first one you ever showed me was the Slender Man. We were talking about yep. Slender Man. That was good three or four years terrifying. ago. Yeah. Yep. It oh, was yeah. a good game. And now it's evolved so much so from we, that point. Oh, yeah. We should play that, too. At some yeah. point. So what else are you going to have on? Uh, what kind of games are you looking forward to on this? Um, well, the games that I currently have, um, I do have the Slenderman, the new ooh, new arrival. New arrival. <laughs> I don't think about the correct name. Um, so I do have that. Um, I do want to get Resident Evil. I have this game that it's been played a lot, but I haven't really been able to play it. It's called Emily Wants to Play, and it has to deal with like these four different types of dolls. And yeah, and each one does something different. And of course, I don't like dolls, so (laughs) (laughs) so that one's gonna be good. Doug (laughs) does. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) that's terrifying. (laughs) Put those away. So Doug Doug came down tonight into the Corey Crematorium Studio here at Necronomicus (laughs) headquarters, and and brought us all. Did you bring everybody a doll, or just some of us, or just I just found those. Oh, you brought them. I didn't bring those. Well, I didn't yeah. know. I just you were passing them around. I was to get them away from me. Yeah. What was that, honey? Oh, <laughs> so sweet. No. So sweet. No. no. Scanning the web for all the latest in horror news. Well, this just in. Horror news slash right here. All right. So I thought it, it, when I saw this headline, I was like, "Is it? Is it April first? Because." And I was still stinging from um, the the cancellation of Friday the 13th, which on the last episode, um, Doug and I thoroughly, thoroughly talked about. Um, the new Halloween movie mm-hmm. coming out now, Jesus, 2018, it's coming out, Halloween time. And um, so it was kind of in development hell over at Blumhouse. John Carpenter was going to executive produce. He was going to do some music. They were just waiting for the right creative team to pitch the right the right project for them to get to get rolling. And, and it looks like they've picked the project or the team. And it's David Gordon Green uh, is going to be directing from a script by him and Danny McBride, who we all mm-hmm. know and enjoy as Kenny Powers on Eastbound and Down. Or or. Will from right. Man of Lost. Right, right, right. So primor- primarily guys who worked in comedy want to um, get into horror and, and why not start with like the most hmm. coveted franchise there is, Halloween, with John Carpenter on board too. And he's like, hey, it sounds like so much fun. I might even do the music. So yeah. we'll see if that happens. I bet it would be his son though. His son's really hmm. taking on a lot of that stuff. So 
Um, yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I was kind of looking at David uh, Gordon Green's other things he's doing. He's he's doing a lot of drama. He's doing. He's got a movie coming out this year about the uh, Boston bombing and and one of the victims of the Boston mm-hmm. Marathon bombing. So he's he's getting into just things other than stoner comedies like Pineapple well, Express. Well, he he started with he start his very first movie is on a Criterion Collection type of movie. I have his first three movies and they're nothing like Pineapple Express. Are you serious? See, I yeah. didn't know anything about those. Yeah, he was a you know like a, a real indie small indie director. Uh, and then when I, it was when I heard about Pineapple Express, I was like, what the fuck mm-hmm. to me, you know? And then he did a. Her Highness or whatever that's another your one kind highness. of the same Your Highness, your highness. So right. yeah, I haven't seen that one but I'm like okay so so he's versatile so okay. so I'm I'm see yeah. I know him mostly Danny McBride is the one that I think really that's doesn't seem I'm as like, versatile mm. to me and yeah. evidently what they're saying but they work good together because he's in a couple of the movies that I've seen oh sure and, and he's and, really good in them so and Eastbound and Down's comic genius I think it's it's fantastic it's so funny we used to quote that when it was brand new we used to quote that all the time mm-hmm. I mean you were you were really into that too Scott Yes. <laughs> but that's just the thing. Sometimes a, a comedian can have a really great, uh, serious side that, that makes him almost creepier because you, you, you like Robin Williams and mm-hmm. One Hour Photo. Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, things photo. like that. So, uh, yeah. uh, 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 John, uh, John C. Riley uh, in mm-hmm. uh, Gangs of New York was not funny in that at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes it's it's almost unnerving mm-hmm. when you see somebody that is a comic, a really, really well-known comic, especially improv, go in and take on a serious role where you're – to. I think if you are if you go in knowing that he's playing uh, something like this and you're you're kind of like, oh, I hope it's going to be – he's probably going to be mm-hmm. funny or whatever, mm-hmm. and then he's not. It's, it's already unner- unnerving you when you walk into the theater. Well, so. isn't it like um – but him. Does that new movie uh, get out? Yeah, and then oh, the that's dumb. But yeah, that, yeah, yeah, like they're he was a comedian and yeah, whatnot. Yeah, it's the key. Mm-hmm. Was it Key and Peele? I don't. I've never seen that yeah, show, key but it's Peele. one of those guys. Yeah, and, and I want to. I want to see. I've that. heard nothing but like good things. Yeah. So and that's supposed to be like really dramatic. So I'm like, right. okay, well maybe it Danny McBride it. can sure. do something. And he says, you know, he really wants to try his hand at horror. So he's, you know, he he realizes how serious and how crazy the fanboys are with with Halloween. So. I, I, but horror is funny too. We just had a whole thing on horror yeah. comedies, yeah. but it's, it's that it's Halloween. But you can't tell me that there wasn't absolutely no funny parts in Rob Zombie's Halloweens, or yeah. even in House of T- you know, any of his stuff, mm-hmm. or even in 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 the original. There was attempts to have oh, some certainly. levity in there, but that doesn't mean that also is he supposed to be slated to play Michael Myers, or is he just supposed to be in the movie? Who? Dance. No, he's not playing Michael Myers. I he's, think he's, writing he's writing it. He's co-writing it, and then he's writing the he, script. I oh, he'll see, be that's in what it. I thought. I was like, uh, are they putting him in the movie no. as far as an actor goes? No, no, I don't. Oh, no, no. Not at all. Oh. Uh, well, been, they okay. asked him though. Um, you know, John Carpenter came out with this thing, this this statement saying that we found the creative team, and because of their pitch, we decided to go with them. And then somebody, for some reason, whatever it was an appearance asked Danny McBride hey we saw this what was the pitch what are you going to do and he says mm, what I can tell you is it's going to take place after the second movie and it and it follows somewhere from there I mean like mm-hmm. the Cult of Thorn the Daniel Harris the yeah. all, Buster Ryan all that stuff's gone all that stuff and it's not a continuation at all of Rob Zombie it's like Halloween 1 Halloween 2 yeah some fashion R movies. So I don't know. It's if like it, the Halloween three that everybody wanted at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, but I love Halloween three. So yeah, oh, I know, at the yeah, time. At yeah, the time. absolutely. What three the hell? Is this Halloween silver right. shamrock. What's this shit? <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm anxious. But then I've been stung so many times by mm-hmm. by Friday the Thirteenth that I'm really not going to report too much about uh, new Halloween movies until you know, like they oh, we started filming. Here's some of the dailies. Here's a picture. Here's a release date. Here's yeah. this. So. Right. All right. So we should close with uh, our list of urban legends. If you want to do that stuff, sure. I think that'd be fun to read. These are all the urban legends that are crammed into the movie Urban <laughs> Jam Legend. crammed. Yes. Uh, there's three that are all just from this sex call-in show that Tara Reed's character yeah. hosts. Uh, one is replacing the roommate's birth control pills with baby aspirin. I was not familiar with that one. Uh, stomach pumped after swallowing so much semen. Mm-hmm. I am familiar with that one. I bet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bet you are. 
Uh, call, another caller was a couple that were experiencing penis captivists, like the, what happens to dogs when they have sex. Oh, oh no! Yes. Yeah. Uh, the first big kill in the show is Michelle. The character Michelle is killed by the killer in the back seat, mm-hmm. which I thought watching it they didn't quite do it right. I always remember swinging that an story. axe in a car. Well, yeah, swinging an axe in a car doesn't make much sense, but it used to, the story used to always be that the person behind them is flashing their brights. Yeah. 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 And they fall or following them and flashing the brights. Oh yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, got killed by the killer in the back seat. Uh, they do a little Bloody Mary snippet, which actually one of the sequels of Urban Legends, the third sequel is, is Bloody, Bloody Mary. Mary. Mm-hmm. Uh, babysitter getting phone calls from inside the house. That yeah, story was talked about. That was a whole movie on its own. There was a whole mm-hmm. uh, a whole bit about Pop Rocks and soda, oh, yeah. and how it led to the death of Mikey from the Life cereal ads. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, uh, the, the actor, the character Damon, is hung from a tree while Natalie is in the car, and uh, his body is scraping the hood of the the top of the car while while uh, she's in it. Uh, the, they they also referenced the spider eggs in Bubble Yum, and gerbiling is mentioned. Oh wow! Uh, they, they 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 don't mention Richard Gere as we all know the, the, the story to go. Sorry, uh, sorry, Richard. Uh, but the but they just say a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Uh, gangs driving with their headlights off is a huge yeah. Oh, yeah. a huge thing in the story too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, roommate strangled, um, and the roommate comes home and and ignores it and just like goes to bed, and keeps yeah. the lights off, and puts her headphones on and goes to sleep and wakes up and scrawled on the wall is, "Aren't you glad you didn't turn on the lights?" Yeah. Yes, in blood. Uh, the dean's Achilles tendon is slashed from underneath the car. Oh, that was an uh, uh, urban that. legend. I was actually about... scared of that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Talk about uh, that. Like how, and think about it. Like seriously, how can you like get under a car? You can, well, you can get under a car, but then like you're kind of like like how am I going to get out from under this car? <laughs> right. Not very agile this. under right. there. Yeah. <laughs> um, guy claims that the scream and love ro- uh, love roller coaster is a real murder scream, and they have the dog in the microwave, and the movie ends with uh, a threat of the kidney heist. Yeah. We've all heard oh, the kidney yes. heist story. Right. And that's it. Mm. There's so many more. I didn't realize all, all so much of that was actual urban legends. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought it was original to the to the script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and there's always the one urban legend where the lady is walking down the side of the street in her nightgown, constantly searching, forever searching, for her long lost baby <laughs> that was killed in a car accident. Oh, and don't forget the most famous and bestest urban legend of all: the ghost hitchhiker. No, no, the legend of. Large Marge. <laughs> Be sure and tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs> and on that note, thanks, dear listeners, for listening to this episode of the Necronomicast. My name is Brian. This is Zip. This is Chris. This is Wayne. This is Doug. You've been listening to the Necronomicast, a podcast hosted by a bunch of blood bags and produced by Brian Corey and Wayne Brecky. For show notes and other interesting information, go to the show page at necronomicast.com. And until next time, find something better to do with your time.